Welcome to Cood Street and 10 Minutes With. Today, we're going to talk to Ian Mond and have 10 minutes talking about what he's been reading lately. Hi, Ian. How are you? I'm fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> How's life with the door closed in Melbourne? Uh, look, it's <laughs> the killer is that this week the sun has been out. It's been beautiful outside. Uh, I hear it was just raining in Perth, but... Um, Right here now, it's uh, it's been really glorious, and you've just seen this gorgeous sun. And I am going out for a walk, but that's it. I think I'm outside 20 minutes in a day, and that's it. So yeah. it's, a, it's a real killer. It is a bit. I mean, it wasn't, yeah, so, that, yeah. it wasn't so bad here. I mean, it was horribly hot last week, so people didn't want to go out as much, or I didn't want to go out as much. But now it is idyllic, and it'd be a great day for socializing and having fun. But we get to we get to do Skypey kind of things instead. So yes. How has staying indoors affected your reading? So this week I haven't read much. I've, which is, I try to read, my aim is always to read about 120 pages a day of something. And I've fell well short in the last three or four days. Well short. I just CBFs that's yeah. the, at the moment. And it's not like I'm watching our TV either. I am, there's a world, of, I probably shouldn't say this because people get hooked on it, the World Omnitor site, mm -hmm. I'm hooked on pressing refresh to see the COVID numbers go up. <laughs> that's become, and looking at trends, that's become my life and it's pretty sad. That and work because I do thankfully still have a job. So uh, those have been my life and I suppose looking after my family, that, that's been important too. But yeah, I, I haven't read that much. It's quite okay. depressing. Well, epidemiologist Mond. Um, yes. What have you been reading? No, so I have read stuff. I'm not completely gone cold turkey on it. So the last thing I finished was The Testament by Margaret Atwood. You may have heard of her. I have. I hear she's an up-and-comer. Canadian, isn't yes. she? Yes, yes. And yes. what is this Testament book? What's it about? Well, it is the sequel to The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yes. So I won't say too much. Yeah, I won't say too much about it because... Not it, not everyone will have read it, and some people only watch the Hulu show. And this is clearly so. Hulu have bought the rights to this, so um, it's clear that this is going to, without giving too much away, probably set up the last couple of seasons of the TV show. So it's really good. It actually, because um, I finished it only a few days ago, I was able that I was easily able to knock through. Atwood is just a, the the writing is so polished. It's just the pacing and the writing, it's just so perfect. You just zip through it. It's its wonderful. It helps that, you know, because I, I read The Handmaid's Tale. I had not read that. Have you read The Handmaid's Tale? No, but I'm beginning to feel, now that we're living in a dystopia, the other ones don't seem quite so bothersome. Yeah, true. Have you watched the TV? I should probably not ask you these questions because you just show your ignorance, having not watched the TV show. You're not part of the zeitgeist, Jonathan. That's your problem. But... Um, So, no, but so, that, so I read The Handmaid's Tale first because I had not read it when it, uh, not, well, it came out in 84, but I had not read it. So I read that, uh, I like The Handmaid's Tale more than The Testament, but it is, um, it's a, it's actually, The, the Handmaid's Tale is very much a dense novel. It's, uh, more atmospheric, darker, edgier. Handmaid's Tale is more a rollicking read. It's, it's quite plot driven, uh, which was surprising to me. Um, and that's possibly pushed on by the Hulu TV series because she's actually taken elements of that series and put it in the book. So, yeah, no, nah, look, highly recommend it. Okay, so Ma Ma Maggie's The Testaments you've been reading. Anything else? 
So I am reading. Uh, oh God, because that's the only one I had prepared. No, no, that's okay. Because this, the, I should say, the format here is just beginning. It really is one book, so maybe we'll just go to the second question, which really yep. is. So, what would you recommend to people who have times on their hands and don't want to read Infinite Jest? Oh well, there you go. That's it. Well, I'm done. I'm finished. That's all I had. <laughs> so can I pick up the- yeah. Slightly shorter, but actually really long. Okay, yeah. so there's a few books I've got in mind. So you will have read, because uh, the column's out in a couple of days, um, you'll have read my review of Bubblegum by Adam Levine, which is 850 pages long. And according to my app, 360,000 words. So it is a book um, perfectly made for the EPUB era. Um and it is extremely long, but it is astonishing. And it's a sort of book that I, it's funny you mentioned Infinite Jest because it's a sort of book that people will know potentially in 10 years from now will know about, but won't have read because it is so long and intimidating. And what I'm saying to people that they should, and now's the perfect time, they should, uh, invest in these sorts of books because this one's a corker. Okay. Well, if it's, it's a corker, I was going to say, that's it. What is it? Tell us what, what is Bubblegum? Bubblegum is about an alternate world where instead of the internet being developed, the internet is not developed, but instead the small toys are created. Uh, they're um, little robots um, that are originally created for therapeutic means to uh, help people with um, psychological issues because they're like um, Tomagachi-type toys and that they make you feel better. That they, they feed off warmth. So if you hug them, that's what they literally feed off hugs uh, and food. And what happens is the, a company sells them and people discover that if you torture them, they create this uh, pain song that is so delectable, you end up chewing their heads off. So <laughs> instead of the internet, what we get is this huge industry in these little uh, toys um, and they are, they are these, they, they spurt blood, it's this pale blood. So they're, they're little animals and it's uh, both disturbing and yet incredible because it's told through the perspective of a guy who's a stay at home. So he'd be perfect right now. Uh, he's in isolation and not, not uh, because he, uh, he's got COVID, but because he's, uh, doesn't like going out. He's got psychological issues. He talks to inanimate objects. They talk back to him and he has one of these pets. In fact, he was one of the first to get one and um, his is one of the oldest in history. It's about 20 years old because most people, they only last two months before they become so, they go through overload and it's, they're so cute. They bite their head off. So it's a whole thing and it's 800 pages of this. It's essentially a memoir and it's amazing because it's this whole few history, but it's bizarre and weird and ah, it's just incredible <laughs> about the human spirit. It's about everything. About everything. It's really so Great American novel. Okay. Bubblegum by Adam yes. Levine. Okay. Yeah. The other one, which is I've just finished uh, the review of, uh, is from my old buddy. So, yes, I'm throwing uh, Rob Shearman in here. Uh, Robert Shearman. The world's what? craziest project. Yes. That is exa- exactly what it is. It is we all hear stories in the dark. It is 1,759 pages long. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> But at least it's episodic. 
It is. It's a short story collection, except it's really unlike any short story collection anyone will ever read, in my view. Um, I've done, so you've read more short story collections than normal humans, uh, Jonathan, so you may be able to correct me if I'm wrong here. But what it is is um, it's a prologue sets it up, which is that a man loses his wife. She dies. So in a bid to get her back, uh, or at least to remember her, he uh, he first she loved books, and out of jealousy he destroys her library. Uh, but then out of love he joins, so he joins. Sorry, he destroys her library of books, and out of love he joins a local library where he spends three weeks trying to read the entirety of human history to sorry uh, the canon to see if he can find his wife in those stories, but he can't. And then he's given an e-reader which tells him that if he reads 101 stories in the correct order, there's his old lady sitting in a room who tells him this, uh, he can bring his wife back from the dead. But he has to read those stories in the correct order. So the way the, the collection is structured is that at the end of this prologue and then at the end of each story you read, you are given five choices to choose another story. And the way those choices work is that they are built directly from the story you've just read. So, for example, I read the first – so the first bunch of choices you're given is do you want to read something dark, something funny, something bitter, etc. I chose funny, which is Rob's story about the death of Snoopy. That's called Shaggy Dog t- Story. Uh, yes, it's very, it is actually very funny. Uh, I won't say too much about it, but it is a bit, it literally, the opening line is, uh, Snoopy was found with, uh, his World War One goggles on and a foot of snow covering him. So that's the <laughs> opening of that. <laughs> At the end of that story though, it feeds off what you've just read. So it says, do you want to read another World War One type story? Choose this. Do you want to read a story about jokes and how they're structured? Choose this. And so depending on your mood, you choose the story. And what that means is that the collection starts to talk each story talks to the one that you've just read. So you get this wonderful conversation being had as you're reading. It is unlike anything. And I'm, I know I love, I've loved Rob's work since Tiny Deaths and I often speak yeah. him up, but this is anything I've read where, um, as you go through, each story is bouncing off the thing you've just read and then the one that you've read three stories ago. And it's actually central to the whole book. This whole idea of the way, the way novels and stories, something Gary talks about all the time. Sure. Talk to each it's happening in real time as you're reading. And yes, you know, you, not, Rob's not expecting you to read all 101 stories at once, but you can over time in a year, read all 101 and get the full experience. And here's the other thing, because you've got five stories to choose from, it is unlikely anyone will pick the same set of stories you will. So your reading experience of this collection will be unique. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it has to be because this is the whole choose your own adventure kind of structure, if you like. Uh, it has to be that if I read this, which I plan to, uh, then I will read it differently from you and somebody else will read it differently from me and so on. But it also means, I guess, kind of cleverly, you have to buy all three volumes of the collection. Well, I think you get them at once. I think that's the, yeah. the how yeah. people is uh, doing it. So I've seen uh, – so it comes with illustrations from Reggie Oliver. They are extraordinary. <laughs> They're woodcuts of yeah. every single story, top and tail, and – uh, you get Rob's uh, head throughout it as well. He's as a Grecian statue uh, of Rob throughout it. So, <laughs> um, plus because it's Rob, there are Easter eggs. Uh-huh. Um, there's a hidden story yep. which I recommend people cheat to find because it is amazing. Plus, the inflaps of the book have story has a story in it. Each each of the three volumes has a little teeny flash bit of fiction in there. Yes, it's it's just. The story, uh, it's a, it is about reading, it is about writing, it is about literature. So this it's is coming great. out, what, in about, is it April it comes out? Yeah, 
in about a month. Yeah. Yes. And it'll be in... Yeah, and what he's, yeah. what he's been doing on his Facebook page is putting up excerpts from these stories on the woodcuts from uh, Reggie, which are really good. So I will check out Rob's uh, Facebook page. And again, if I recall the history correctly, and if you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, what makes this project doubly crazy was this was for the limited edition of the previous collection, wasn't it? Where he agreed to write an yeah. original story for each of the people who bought the limited edition? Correct. So the antecedents of it goes back nine years to that collection, which was um, uh, Love Songs for the Shine Cynical, I think. I think it was that one. Anyway, I, yeah, but it goes back to 2011, yes. Yeah, and then it just grew from there because um, not every one of those stories is in this collection. Yeah. Mine is. The one I got. So Ian Mond features in this collection. <laughs> or Mond. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Yeah, I'm in there. But that's not why I like it. I just want to say, <laughs> although... I did find a route that got me to my story. So just pointing that out. But uh, And if anyone asks, did I read all 101? No, because uh, Jonathan is a hard taskmaster and I had to actually finish this review. So no, I didn't, but I intend to. So okay. yes. So one other question is, if I buy it digitally, are the next five stories uh, hot linked or do you have to go find them? So I do not know that. I so I had to read them. it. I read it as a PDF. <laughs> So what I did is I, I I converted it all and then used search functions to go to the story. Yeah, I hope that is the case. Yeah. But either way, I mean, I certainly would be buying the, the limited edition, which looks beautiful. Oh, it, it really does. It looks glorious. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those two are probably the top of my list. I've, look, I've got to mention James. So uh, Ghost Species is great. It's a uh, top um, – It's look, <laughs> it's funny because – you feel like climate change has gone off the radar because we're all dealing with uh, corona or COVID. Um, but it's actually coming out at a good time for that because it need, we need to be reminded that we get past this pandemic and it's not all beds and ro- you know, roses and wonder. We have got a massive existential threat that's facing us. And I'd like to think that COVID might make us feel what that will be like in 10 years. Maybe not. Maybe because we all forget things, don't we, within one minute. But Ghost Species is that book that... And what it does is it sets it up, um, uh, and I don't want to say too much about it in terms of uh, plot, but it's it, the, the end is nigh. So this is not one that is about, whereas Clade was probably the, his, one of his previous novels was sort of leading up to the end. The end is basically already hit, and it's really what drastic measures can be taken to fix what's going on, which, by the way, very little. <laughs> it's not a... It's, not a, it's, not a, it's a toe-tapper. <laughs> No, but it is poignant and, and quite moving. And the ending is, which of course one's called, is wonderful. Okay. And that's coming so out that, in so April. Really, that's April. Ghost Species by James Bradley. Yes. And I know I'm only mentioning books by men, but I do have a couple of others by men, so sorry. Uh, the, um, Max uh, Max Barry uh, wrote, he's written a great little space opera called uh, Providence, which is a lot of fun. So if you're looking for something uh, that's a bit um, less depressing and dismal, it, so it's about an alien invasion and an automated spaceship with a crew of four and they go to find these aliens. It's a whole thing. It's great. It's called Providence by Max Barry. That will be out. Well, we're recording this on the 28th of March, but uh, it'll be out in three days. So by the time this is yeah, it's the 28th of March, you're looking around like... Uh, no, I'm looking at the is. copy of Providence uh, on my shelf. That's all. Oh, dear. Yes. It's well worth, if you haven't read it, it is well worth uh, picking up. Um, There's no visual element to this, Ian. <laughs> Uh, it's a, isn't that a lovely, you know, how good is that cover? 
See, you get the hard copies. I get the. I got almost PDFs. no. This is the only publisher who's sending me anything. Thank you to everybody at Delray and Petnam who sent me books. And this is actually a great looking cover. So yeah. And it's a very good book that goes with it. I will mention uh, Hillary. <laughs> Uh, the two books. Yep. Um, Hillary liked a uh, book that's out now in it came out in March. Wrote a book called Temporary, mm-hmm. which is about temps, but it's an absurdist novel. So it's about a woman who her aim in life is to get a permanent job, uh, but she ends up working for a pirate ship. She becomes the CEO of a company, a temp, but her temp job is literally to be the CEO of a company for two weeks. Uh, a whole bunch of other weird and bizarre things that she gets as a, the pirate ship one is actually really funny. Okay. Uh, and it is this bizarre take on what it is to live in this world today where less and less of us, and, we, and you couldn't pick a more timely novel where people are losing their jobs because they are in freelance gig type situations. Uh, and that's exactly what this book is about, but through an absurdist lens. Uh, and it's really, really good. So Temporary by Hillary Lefter. And if you want another book, one last one, eh? Sorry? One last one. one. Just as it. On a one. If you want another book that's dealing with the current moment in a way that's uh, difficult but fascinating, it's Pew by Catherine Lacey, which is another book I'm reviewing. That's May, so that comes out. Uh, How's that spelled? A in a P-E-W, as in Pew okay. of a church. Okay. So um, that is a that is an al- more an allegory metaphoric type book where the character is unnamed, doesn't have a gender, so to speak, is found sleeping in a church, is named Pew by these uh, religious types who run a town in the south somewhere, and it is a story about gender and it's a story about immigration and the fact that our identities are frayed at the edges and it's hard to have a sense of belonging right now or Mm -hmm. any sense of community. Mm -hmm. So, again, also very relevant to this second in time, but also relevant to the larger question about America itself and where it is from an identity point of view. So I've spoken for too long, according to you. So uh, that's that's, 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 that's about five books. And and, and in quantity, it's about three and a half thousand pages. So that should keep you going. It should keep everybody going all the way through to the end of the whole pandemic. And and look, this is this is a Cood Street production, so running over the ten minutes is absolutely on brand. Though we are trying to keep it within some kind of reasonable limit. But anyway, thank you so much for making t- time to talk to us for ten minutes, Ian. Yes, it's been a pleasure. And uh, keep well, keep safe, keep healthy, everyone. <laughs>